You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Where you all uh, get uh, to your radios and alhamdulillah on the platform of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. It's time for medical files. And, you know, I've been thinking, hey, so much is happening around us and you feel like you're shaking, you feel disorientated and you feel like, you know, you say, I've got the ghabrat. Yeah, when you say you've got the ghabrat and yes, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji and I, who is a specialist family physician, decided, you know what, the topic will be anxiety attacks. Let me welcome you, uh, the pious and sagacious Ummah with Dr. Farooq Hafiji with a hearty Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And tell me, Doctor, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Waalaikum salam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Shabbat and to your listeners, alhamdulillah. Yeah, we're doing very well, alhamdulillah. With the Father of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, everything is fine, alhamdulillah. Uh, we, we always make sugar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I love that. I really love what doctor says. Uh, you know, Urdu me kete hai kis kis nemeti apki rabki chutlaoke. So which is it of the favors of your Lord? Will you deny the answer is none? And doctor says it so beautifully that he's only by the grace and fuzzle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that uh, we, you know, can enjoy our lives and so forth. Doctor, you know, I know when I was growing up and I said, oh, I got gabrat, I got gabrat. That Kala will say she's got gabrat. Then she's sweating. And then the, she says, oh, my orni, my orni. And she puts it out and she's still sweating. And uh, this, uh, you know, getting anxiety attacks has been there for a long, long time. Doctor, talk to us about it. Anxiety is something that uh, is present in us uh, all all the time, uh, on and off. You know, it's something that uh, helps us in normal life, uh, something that we need, actually, um, and uh, something that Allah Ta'ala has given us to try and prop us up a little bit uh, in situations where an extra bit is demanded from us. So you may we may get a bit anxious uh, before an exam, uh, we may get a bit of a bit anxious uh, before a a wedding. Uh, we may get a bit anxious when some visitors are coming. Uh, we may get a bit anxious when uh, we go for a job interview. Uh, we may get a bit anxious if we're going to see a doctor sometimes. So this this type of anxiety is quite normal. It's quite okay, uh, and um, we all suffer from it. We also and we need it, and that really puts us. Uh, you know, uh, you know, makes puts us on our guard actually, and and makes us perform a little bit better. So it's a good thing for us to have this kind of anxiety. But sometimes, what happens is that the anxiety goes a little further, uh, and uh, becomes a in a it comes to a situation where uh, it becomes um, uh, you start feeling anxious when there is no reason for you to feel anxious. So you don't have a job interview. You don't. You you're not. You, you don't have a wedding coming up. You don't have anything happening. But you still feel the same as if you felt that the time when you became anxious for a, for a, for an action for an for an episode. So 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 then you so you know you you start feeling anxious and you wonder why am I feeling anxious because there's nothing happening in my life now at the moment. Uh, but I'm still feeling on edge. I'm feeling like something is going to happen, uh, but nothing is going to happen. As far as you are concerned in your life, everything is fine, but you get that feeling. So anxiety can be divided into various stages, of course. You get mild ones, you get moderate anxiety, and you get quite severe anxiety, which are, which are called panic attacks. <clears throat> so, you, you know, you, you, it's, now let, let's see the symptoms of anxiety. I think, I think we all know it to a certain extent. And these are feelings when our heart starts beating a little faster, 
uh, we may get a bit palpitations. Palpitations are a, a feeling that your heart is beating. Normally, we don't know that. We don't know. We don't. We are not aware of our heartbeat. But uh, when you get anxious, uh, you 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 become aware of your heartbeat. It goes boom, 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 boom in your chest, and you become aware of your heartbeat. Uh, that's uh, palpitations, and and you may sweat a little bit. Uh, you may get a bit of a tremor on your hands. Uh, you may be have you may have difficulty expressing yourself. Uh, you get tongue tied sometimes. You say that, uh, and uh, you you may feel uh, you know like restless. You may want to go away from that situation. These are all symptoms of anxiety, uh, and and they are mild mild symptoms of anxiety. And these come and come and go. But the problem is that if there is no episode or nothing happening in your life that is creating the problem. Uh, then it means you are suffering from anxiety. You're suffering from a condition called anxiety because you it, it is happening to you without any uh, anything coming up in your life. Uh, then you have a situation where this becomes a little bit worse, and uh, now it becomes virtually continuous. You feel anxious, uh, you feel uneasy, restless, perspiring. You get uh, palpitations. Uh, you can't rest. You need to be on the go all the time. Uh, you speak fast. Uh, you have a tremor on your hand, and and then, and and it, and, you, and it affects your thinking. You can't think straight, and it starts disrupting your life. When it starts disrupting your life, and you can't perform properly, now you have a problem where you have what we call generalized anxiety disorder, and this is a situation where uh, people cannot function very well. Uh, the, the, before that, they were very efficient, and sometimes uh, mild anxiety can make you very efficient. You can become very efficient at what you're doing because you're on the go all the time, and you want to finish the work, and you 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 do it, you know, uh, in a way that uh, would not attract any criticism. So you do it in a more perfect way as far as you can. But then you reach a stage where you start making mistakes, and the thing doesn't come out right, and because you can't think straight. And you you can't you're not resting um, you're on the go all the time you're restless um, and then comes the panic attacks which is a, the end stage uh, where you you start feeling like you are going to die uh, you you get the feeling that you can't breathe there's a heaviness on your chest uh, you're still getting the palpitations your heart is racing uh, and you 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 get and you can't think straight you 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 don't you don't worry about what's happening around you uh, you don't care about who's around you. You're worried about yourself. Uh, you get the feeling that there's some impending doom that's going to take place. Something bad is going to take place right now, and you need, you know, you 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 get overwhelmed by it. And and of course, from that, if it continues, you'll faint. You'll faint absolutely because your blood pressure will drop. And with this panic attack, your blood pressure drops, and your blood pressure drops, you'll faint. And of course, because you go horizontal on the ground. Uh, your blood pressure picks up again, and you start feeling better. And you wake up, and you 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 okay. You feel much better, uh, and the, the panic attack usually at that stage is gone. Uh, but it it may come back again. So uh, that's the problem with this. So these are the different stages of anxiety that we go through. But as I said in the beginning, anxiety is a good thing. A little bit of being being anxious is a good thing because it makes us perform. Above our normal performance, makes us perform better. Yeah, doctor, I like what you said there. You know, the latter part. You said, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a necessary thing. So, in other words, uh, doctor, uh, you know, panic attacks are not dangerous, but they can be very frightening. Your thoughts? 
Yes, absolutely. They are, they are, to, to the person who is suffering from the panic attacks, it is like life and death situation. They feel that they are going to die and they cling on to whatever there is around them because they really get the feeling, very strong feeling that they are going to die. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's not a very nice feeling, it's a real bad feeling. And uh, people who suffer from panic attacks need help. Uh, we need to really help them uh, because it's, it's not a very pleasant uh, situation. Uh, nobody has died from a panic attack, but uh, you know, you, you know, it's, 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 not a, it's, not a, it's not something that you can live with uh, for a long period of time. It really disrupts life and it disrupts uh, the life of people around you because uh, they really don't know what's going on. And sometimes what happens is they go from one doctor to another doctor to another doctor until they realize that it is just panic attacks that's, that's causing the problem uh, and, and, you know, until a diagnosis is made. And of course, there's treatment available for it. Yeah, doctor, then, uh, you know, the importance of, uh, you know, certain family members having these attacks are quite often. And then we have children in the family. Uh, how important is it is for us to uh, take away the children when this uh, certain individual is uh, suffering from an anxiety attack? Well, uh, let's let's start with children because children do also get anxiety. Children also get anxious. Mm. Mm. And... Uh, the way children present with anxiety is a bit different from how adults present with anxiety. Children don't understand what is happening with them, but they get a bit anxious. When they get, when they get a bit anxious, they start becoming very irritated. They, 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 start, they start irritating you. They start uh, asking you questions over and over and over again and coming in your face and coming in front of you and uh, not going away when you tell them to go away. Uh, because they are, because anxiety keeps them there. That's an anxious child, uh, uh, and, and um, that's how they present, because they need help. They, they realize they need help, but they cannot express themselves. They cannot tell you what is going on within them. They don't know about anxiety, so they don't know what's going on. Um, and uh, they can't read Google, so they can't even Google the symptoms. So, <laughs> so... So you know they are they are they they, they become very um, uh, you know they they, become, they become like a nuisance and the parents will often tell them what's wrong with you why are you jumping up and down around me why are you coming right in front of me when I'm telling you not to not to interfere with what I'm doing that child is suffering from anxiety and I'll tell you why the other reason is the other reason is that when a person is anxious. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about mild anxiety, which is, which is normal and which is uh, uh, which we, we, we normally control. Uh, these are, this anxiety, like the before exams and before uh, before any big event that you're going to you're going to go through, before public speaking, people get anxious. Uh, not that kind of anxiety. I'm talking about anxiety that's there all the time. Uh, that that's you know the generalized anxiety disorder where the person is is uh, suffering from restlessness. And irritability, and uh, and uh, short-temperedness, and uh, they become short with you. They be, they, uh, they 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 on the go all the time. Uh, this type of person, this type of anxiety, can be passed on to the person they're talking to. This is very important, absolutely important. So let's look at it the other way around, Shabbat. If you if you are talking to somebody and you become anxious while talking to that person, that person you're talking to is suffering from anxiety. So 
in your family, you need to look at yourself, all of us. We need to think about people around us who make us feel anxious. People in our family, people, our friends who make us feel anxious. And if you've identified these people, these people need help. They are suffering from anxiety and they don't know about it. Most of them don't even know about it. Most of them feel that that's how I am. That's who I am because they have been suffering from anxiety for many, many, many years. And remember, about 40% of people who have anxiety do not know that they've got anxiety. But they, they, they think that that's how they are. That's them. That's how, uh, that's how Sarah is. Sarah is always on the go. She's restless. She's, she's uneasy. She talks fast. Uh, she, wants you to, she, she wants you to do things quickly. Uh, she can't wait. Uh, she, she, needs to have, she needs to have an appointment now and now. Uh, she can't wait. She, she, has to, she can't join a queue. It's difficult for her to join a queue. Uh, these are people who are suffering from anxiety, and, and, and they really need help. So, uh, so, so this, anxiety, this type of anxiety is, if you would like to call it in inverted commas, contagious. You feel it. You feel uneasy. And, you, and usually what happens is that you will, tell, you will say to yourself, you know what, every time I see Daud, I feel anxious. I'm going to try and avoid him because every time I see him, I feel anxious. So you see less and less of Dawood until finally you, you may not see Dawood at all because every time you see Dawood, you, you become anxious and you don't like that feeling and therefore you're trying to avoid him. Uh, and, 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 but Dawood needs help. Dawood needs help because he's got anxiety and most likely Dawood doesn't know that he's got anxiety. So you, you know, you, we need to help these people. We need to find a way in which to sit them down and tell them, you know what, uh, I, I think you've got anxiety. You need to see a professional uh, to see whether you do have anxiety or not. And if there is anxiety, you need treatment um, uh, for, for this anxiety so that you, you, don't, you, you, you don't live like this. And also, you don't make the life of people around you miserable. Now, now you, can, you see, Dawood may be okay with it because he's lived with it for many, many years. But Dawood's family is suffering from anxiety. Because Dawood has now passed anxiety on to his family, his wife, his children. They're all becoming anxious. They're all becoming anxious, and they really don't know why they're becoming anxious. They're all becoming anxious because Dawood is anxious. So you see how, the, it, how it affects the whole family. Mm -hmm. And children become anxious. Then they don't know why they're becoming anxious, because the father is anxious. So it's, it's not a good thing to, to have, and it's not a good thing for the family situation. And uh, it really interferes with life very, very badly. And for us as Muslims, it creates a major problem in Salah because we cannot concentrate. It has a major problem in trying to memorize surahs or parts of the Quran uh, because we cannot memorize with this anxiety buzzing in our head all the time. It interferes with all kinds of ibadah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, and you know, maybe coming from shaitan, we don't know. But um, but this uh, will take you away from the from the closeness of Allah Taala. It'll take you away from 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 ibadah. It'll take you away from connecting to Allah Subhanahu Taala because you are so so concerned about your own uh, well-being, about your own uh, anxiety that you will bulldoze over everything else just to get your way.
And tell Dr. Faru Kafiji, what a blessing for us to have a man of your stature, you know, a specialist family physician. And the scenario that you, you know, you, you, you presented in front of us was so graphic indeed. I embrace you, I celebrate you for that. And as you talk about, you know, the different things uh, that comes through, and then you find a certain family, uh, you know, traits that they are biting the fingernails all the time, or the bite on the lips, or, you know. So these are all signs of anxiety, but shown physically to us. So we know that that's an underlying problem. So if anyone's biting the fingernails constantly, uh, can we assume that they are suffering from anxiety attacks, uh, doctor? Yes, it could be. The biting of the fingernails is another uh, issue. It could be anxiety. It could also be frustration. Um, uh, frustration often causes uh, uh, biting of fingernails. Uh, and usually you find, we find it in children. Uh, and the frustration arises from what they, especially in children who are well-disciplined, uh, uh, because the child wants to do what they want to do. They want to be boss. They don't, they don't want to be told what to, what to do. Uh, so you're telling them what to do, and they, they don't want to do what, they don't want to listen to that. They want to do what, what they want to do. And, and, and it creates uh, a conflict in their mind. It creates a situation where the the body, the mind is telling them that no, I need to do this, and and uh, the the their parents are telling them whoever is uh, uh, supervising them uh, is is uh, disciplining them, uh, disciplining them in a way that wouldn't allow them to do things that are inappropriate as a child. So uh, so the, the the parents are, are grooming the child up to become a good citizen. And the child wants to do their own thing. So that conflict uh, creates a frustration in them. And that frustration often leads to nail biting and can also lead to wetting the bed at night, uh, that kind of thing. So the, the, it, is, um, it is a little slightly different from anxiety, although it can lead to anxiety uh, if, it's, if it's left for, for a long period of time. Uh, and uh, 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 so, yeah, yeah it's children... But mainly, mainly children will present with restlessness and uneasiness, and they'll come into your face, they'll jump around you, uh, they'll make, and, and, and they don't care who's around you. They don't care if they're disrupting a meeting or they're, they're disrupting a conversation that you're having with somebody else. Uh, they will be on, your, on you, they'll be pulling your clothes and they'll be calling you, mommy, 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 or daddy, daddy, daddy. This child is suffering from anxiety because there, there's something un, uh, in underlying that the child is fearing, uh, which you haven't cleared. So the, the thing to do when you see a child like that, don't reprimand them, don't hit them, don't because they need your love. They need they need your love and they need to be un, to to be understood. So you have to sit down, look at look at them in the eye, and tell them uh, what what's the problem. You know what are you worrying about? You know what's uh, what's happening. And uh, they may tell you, and sometimes they may not tell you, uh, but it, it, it means that you need to get the confidence of the child. And, and, and uh, the only way you'll get that is if you don't punish them. If you punish them, you won't get, the you won't get their cooperation. So you need to ask them what's, what's going on. And it may be a simple thing. They may think you're going away. They may think the mother is going away. Uh, they may think the mother, uh, the mother may have been speaking on the phone or, or, or talking to somebody uh, about, you know what, um, I, I need a break, and I feel like going. I feel like going away. And we often say that sometimes when we are overwhelmed with work, we say, "You know what? I feel like running away. You know, I feel like going away somewhere." But to, to the child, to the child, the child thinks that you are going to run away forever, uh, or you are going to leave them forever, and that creates a lot of anxiety in the child. And uh, 
the sad fear that at any moment now, mommy is going to walk away. Mommy is going to go away. And so they become anxious and they don't want you to go, but they don't, they can't tell you that. Uh, some, some of them may say, mommy, don't go, don't go. But um, then you may ask, don't go away. They may say, no, don't, just don't go, just don't stay here. And it's because they overheard you talking to a friend or a, or a family member uh, that, you know, you are so fed up that you want to, you want to just go away. Or, or you're so tired or, or you're so overwhelmed with work that you need a few days break. Uh, so you, instead of saying a few days break, you say, I feel like going away for a few days. Uh, so the child interprets that uh, as going away and they don't know a few days. They don't know what a few days are. Uh, so uh, they, they think their mommy is going to go away for, for, for a long period of time or forever. So that, that's what makes them feel anxious. And, and that's what creates a problem in them. So uh, they need to be uh, sat down and explained exactly what's going on so that in their little way, in their little minds, uh, they can understand that it's not a serious situation, that mommy still loves them, the, the, the situation at home is still secure, uh, that they are not going to be left alone. Uh, and that's that, that, that's uh, one of the ways in which to treat that. So parents, are, you know, we have to be very careful what we say in front of those little toddlers or those uh, kids that can understand because uh, every word that we say, it motivates them, it deflates them. And a uh, doctor put in, uh, put that in so beautifully. Mommy said, okay, I need a break and I need to go to Makkah or maybe I need to go for a Umrah or maybe I want to go away. And the kid just picks the lineup, go away, and it can, you know, cause havoc for a little mind like that. Uh, looking at a message uh, this morning, I mean this evening, from Ibrahim Noor, and he says, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Farooq Hafiji, you are simply the best. And Shafat Ba, Jazakallah khair for bringing in this wonderful doctor. He says, I want to know how often or how long do attacks last, or panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and so forth. I know uh, people say it uh, lasts for a whole week. I don't believe that, doctor. How long does it last, uh, these uh, anxiety attacks, doc? It depends how severe it is. Uh, mild attacks, would last for about 15, 20 minutes and go away. Uh, and some people learn how to control them. Other people have no idea what's happening to them and they have no idea how to control them. Um, and others will, will experience it for longer. Uh, generalized anxiety disorder, the person is anxious most of the time, almost all the time. Uh, so there's no end to it. It's, it's there all the time. And uh, the mechanisms that by which... Uh, uh, they are um, they are uh, treated is to try and calm them down and try and make them understand that this is just a feeling. It is nothing more than a feeling. It's not a disease. It's, uh, as we know it, like a, like a, like TB or diabetes or high blood pressure or anything of that sort. This is just a feeling that your mind is creating that that is confusing you. So it's, it's a, it, as long as you know it's a feeling. The other thing that's very important to explain to people who have anxiety is to make sure that you, they understand that they are not going to die from it uh, because the, the anxiety doesn't kill anybody, just that it makes your life miserable. Uh, and, and the way to do it uh, is that you need to overcome it. And nobody else can do it for you. You have to do it yourself. So you have to take small steps, small steps in trying to control it. And each time you control it, you need to reward yourself. You need to say, wow, you need to pat yourself on your back and say, I did it. I got over that anxiety episode. Uh, and so uh, with small steps, you, you, you try and reclaim it. So if it's, if it's happening to you once a week, uh, it, may start, it may happen to you again 
uh, every 10 days and then every two weeks then every three weeks and so on. Uh, and, and as you get more and more control over your anxiety, it happens less and less. And, if, and of course, you know how to control it. You know what to do when the anxiety comes up. Uh, so you can manage it. You know what it is. You understand what it is. You know it's not going to kill you. You know it's a, it's a situation which your mind is playing tricks with you. So you, 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 you then slowly come on top of it and, and try and control it. And that's a way to do it. Looking at another message, Adam says, Assalamualaikum, doctor, and I feel so comfortable asking you this question this evening. I know that my wife has anxiety attacks, but when I bring it to her attention, she brings the roof down. I tell her, go and seek counseling or take medications, and I will never get peace after that, doctor. What should we do when you tell the person that you have anxiety attacks? Please uh, seek counseling and take medications but they turn the tables and say, no, you need the medication and you need counseling. How do you advise Adam, uh, doctor? Yes, this is a huge problem. This is a very good question and it's a huge problem uh, because the people who suffer from anxiety are usually in denial. They don't know that they're suffering from anxiety. They think everybody else is inefficient and everybody else is, is a problem and they are, they are, there's nothing wrong with them. This is how life should be. And usually it happens in families. So the mother of, this, of, the, of his wife, his wife's mother may be like that, uh, with the result that this, this, uh, his wife grew up in an environment where there was anxiety in the house all the time. And, and she thinks that that's how life is because she hasn't experienced any other type of living. So she feels that the way, the way to live would be the way she is living. Everybody else who's slow and takes life easy and is comfortable and doesn't suffer from anxiety, they are too slow. They are way back and they, they, they are not supposed to be like this. And they're not supposed to be like, like how I am because uh, that's how we all, are. We, we all should be like, like how I am. Uh, but these people who are so totally relaxed and chilled, they, they, are, they, are, you know, they, they are not supposed to be like that. So ob obviously they think that people with long-standing anxiety feel that they are right and the others, everybody else is wrong. But you need to, you need to convince them that, look, you know what? I'll say, okay, if you think that uh, you don't uh, suffer from anxiety and, and I think you suffer from anxiety, let's go to a, a professional uh, and, and, and see what happens. Let's see uh, whether you suffer from anxiety. If you're not suffering from anxiety, that's absolutely fine. I'll be quite happy with that. I'll be, in fact, more than thrilled to know that you don't suffer from anxiety. But if you do suffer from anxiety, then it'll help you a lot. It'll help you tremendously to calm down and to, 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 to lead a, a more normal life. And, and it'll make life of people around you much more comfortable and livable. So let's go to a counselor, not a counselor, you need to go to a professional who, who can make that diagnosis. Uh, because counselors usually come in all forms of um, people who may not be qualified, you need to go to a person who can pick out anxiety and say, no, this is, this is you, you, you suffer from anxiety because there is no blood test that can tell you that you're suffering from anxiety. There are no X-rays or CT scans or MRI scans that will tell you you're suffering from anxiety. This uh, is, is, is determined by your physical examination, by your tremor and the way you speak and then the, 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 the flight of thoughts that you have, uh, and, and, and also the, 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 uh, the symptoms that you present with, and, and also the, 
your, uh, you know, your uh, the way you the way you are, uh, the, the way you present yourself. Uh, so all this needs to be looked at by the professional and say, look, you do suffer from anxiety, and of course, uh, the 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 treatment initially initially, just to convince the person, uh, maybe to give them a little bit of a tranquilizer, to bring them back to normality, just for a while, for about ten days or two weeks, and let them experience normal living. And once they experience normal living, and they know that, oh, this is how life should be. I didn't know that. I didn't know how calm and how relaxed I am and how nice I feel. Uh, but this is with medication, you see. So this is just to prove to them that, you know, you're suffering from you're suffering from anxiety. Now, let's try and do this without medication. And so the treatment starts and try, trying to get this person to understand the, 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 what anxiety is and uh, trying slowly, step by step, breaking it down one at a time over a long period of time to try and get the anxiety away completely. That's how, uh, that's how, that's how you should do it. It's a very difficult situation, and sometimes they refuse to go to a, to a, to a uh, professional to try and uh, diagnose it. They think, what, you think I'm mad or something? You think I'm, I'm crazy? You think, uh, uh, you know, and, and that, that, uh, that creates a lot of marital tension as well. Uh, looking at this message, anonymous sister says, "Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafiji, Brother Shafat Ahmed Khan. Lovely show indeed. I want to tell a doctor that uh, I do get my anxiety attacks. I want to give you my story. When I was young, dad had uh, more than one wife, and uh, we knew we had a lot of uh, step brothers and sisters. This affected our home and also affected mum. Whenever I hear anyone say second wife, I get into this uh, anxiety attacks. Second wife things." triggers my mentality my husband knows that and he keeps on saying he wants a second wife and every time he says that i get sick please uh, doctor advice i know he's listening this evening doctor what uh, what you make of uh, anonymous sister's uh, uh, message here well you know it's it's uh, i don't know what the what the family dynamics are but uh, you know it could be it could be that her mother had stated at some stage that I'm going to leave your father. He married married the second woman. I'm going to leave him, which means she's going to divorce him. And that thought of divorce on the child is quite devastating uh, because they know that the family is going to break up, and that's not a very good thought uh, for the child, for the child, for for the growing for the growing child. And that can stick in the mind, and that can create quite a bit of anxiety because they're expecting the mother uh, to confront the father. And they're expecting the mother to leave the marriage, uh, and then they, they start wondering, who am I going to live with? Am I going to live with the father, with a new wife, or am I going to live with the mother? And that creates a lot of uncertainty in their life, and that creates anxiety. And that anxiety now uh, has gone into this her marriage, and now when the husband starts talking about a second wife, uh, she is now drawing back on that anxiety that she suffered from her from the experience with her mother, uh, now it, it comes up again now, and she starts getting anxious. But, uh, uh, you know, she needs, she needs treatment, you know, she needs some therapy to try and get her out of it, out of it you know, and try and make her understand that the two are completely different, you know, and now she's adult, she's married, uh, she has, she can decide what she wants to do. Uh, she doesn't have to go according to what her mother was saying or mother did, uh, you know, it's a, it's, and and it's, it's it's something that the counselor uh, would would approach it in that way, you know. 
of course, uh, you know, these are, uh, you know, sometimes you get very uh, stubborn cases where the anxiety doesn't just go away with trying to uh, uh, help them with coping with the anxiety. Sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, you try and try and try and uh, the anxiety is so overwhelming uh, that uh, it becomes a real problem for them. Uh, and so in that case, uh, we usually use uh, a, a, a medication uh, to try and get the anxiety under control uh, for about six months or so, uh, just for them to experience normal life, normal living, so that they can mend their relationships, their relationships around them, their family relationships. Uh, they can get over it and experience uh, life without the anxiety uh, and realize the, the beauty of it, uh, and then slowly uh, withdraw the withdraw the medication. And as you withdraw the medication, and if the anxiety does come back, they would know that this is anxiety, and I need to cope with it, and I need to break it down, and I need to get on top of it. Uh, and that's another way we do it uh, by giving them some medication to help them, uh, like a, like a, to try help them cope, like a crutch that we would use for a while uh, to try and make them cope with life, and 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 try and make them understand that anxiety is not a normal thing. Uh, that that kind of anxiety is not normal, and it can break relationships. Looking at a message from Brother Shokat, he says, uh, Dr. Farooq Hafeji, Salaamu Alaikum. I can tell you that I'm a very successful businessman, but I have this feeling of uh, restlessness wound up and I'm on edge whenever customers come through. You cannot blame me, doctor, because of uh, the recent uh, hike in uh, criminality in this country. We've been robbed already two times. And so whenever I find customers coming, I'm uh, you know, always uh, rude to them. What can I do to control this? Uh, although I have my tasbih in my hand and I've got uh, Kira playing in my shop, but I'm still feeling restless, wound up, and always on the edge. Please help me, Dr. Farooq Hafiji. Yes, uh, you know, uh, this, is, uh, this is what's happening in the country at the moment, actually. It's happening with a lot of people. Uh, and in fact, uh, uh, you know, it's, not, it's happening not only with shopkeepers, it's happening with people, people on the street. It's happening with people going to shopping centers. It's happening everywhere. It's happening on the road. People are afraid of getting, getting hijacked. Uh, and they, they become anxious. And I think, I think my own opinion, uh, that's, that's the reason why people are driving so fast on the road. And that's the reason why people are not allowing, not giving way to people uh, that, that need to be given way. Uh, that's why people are driving like, you know, like in a reckless fashion, uh, because there is an underlying anxiety in, in most of the people, most of the population of South Africa, uh, because of what's going on around us. Uh, it's a big problem. It's a huge problem. Uh, and it's creating accidents. It's creating, making life difficult for innocent people. Uh, and so let's come back to this person who is got, who is a shopkeeper and is expecting to be uh, to be robbed. I think what he needs to do is to he needs to put he needs to tie his camel. He needs to make sure that his security is tightened up as much as he can. Absolutely, as much as he can. He needs to tighten up. He may he may need to employ a security guard. Uh, to be there all the time, and then once he's done that, then he must just just trust in Allah. He just needs to trust in Allah and say, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, uh, and just make dua to Allah Taala that it doesn't happen to him, and just leave it to Allah Taala. Just shed it, leave it, and that will be a good test of his iman. Uh, and 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 if he can do that, if he can achieve that, it's not easy to do that, but if he can achieve that, 
he, he can be very proud of himself to say that my iman is quite strong because now I can definitely leave it completely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've done my bit. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, Allah ta'ala Allah is protecting me. If it doesn't happen, mashallah, alhamdulillah, Allah ta'ala is protecting me. Uh, if it happens, Allah ta'ala, that's because Allah ta'ala has willed it and uh, I, uh, there's nothing I can do to stop it. Whatever, whatever is going to happen to me is going to happen. Whatever is not going to happen to me is not going to happen to me. But he must believe in it. He must absolutely believe in it. And that's the problem. He may not be believing in it and he may be expecting uh, he may be expecting a gun in his face or a knife in his face, whatever it is. So I think he needs to do both. He needs to tighten up his security. That will give him a little bit more confidence. And of course, the rest of it is just leave it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to, to, to solve the problem out. Alhamdulillah, a lot of questions coming through for Dr. Faru Kafiji this evening. Uh, Imtia says, Assalamu alaikum, Jazakallah khaira, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan, for bringing in such a wonderful doctor. He makes for easy listening and everything he tells us already digest very well. Uh, please, uh, doctor, I want to know, is anxiety a mental illness? Good question there, doc. Yes, it is regarded as a mental illness. Uh, DSM-5, uh, which is the categorization of mental illness, is an American categorization of mental illness, does, uh, uh, does regard uh, generalized anxiety disorder as a mental condition. And, and with panic attacks, it's an extension of the general anxiety disorder. Uh, it is a, uh, a DSM-5 uh, condition. So it is a mental disorder. Uh, uh, it may start innocently. It may start innocently with, uh, with, uh, with circumstances around you uh, or with people around you. As I said earlier, people around you will suffer from anxiety, will make you feel anxious. And if you live with them, you'll grow up with anxiety. And that's, that's, that will create a problem for you because your environment does have an impact on your, on your life and the way you are and, and who, you, who, who you turn out to be. So, uh, you, you know, you, 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 it is... It is a mental condition and uh, it should be treated as such. <clears throat> Tariq says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Dr. Faru Kafiji. I've been listening to you for many years and you haven't lost your zest. Brilliant indeed. And you and Shafat Ahmad Khan make a top team. Jazakallah khair for that. Tariq says, uh, My dada, who is 86 years old, is always trembling and shaking. Is he suffering from Parkinson or is it just uh, anxiety attacks? Uh, how would you answer Tariq there, doctor? Uh, yes, as you get older, your, uh, the, the nerves do degenerate. Uh, like everything else in the body, uh, you get wear and tear, and if, of course, you get, you know, it starts degenerating. So you can develop a tremor. Some people have an inherited tremor condition, uh, and, and this tremor usually starts at a very young age 30, 40, 50. <clears throat> you start getting a tremor on your hand, uh, and this tremor is what we call benign um, essential tremor. Essential meaning that we don't know the cause of it is uh, it's something to do. It's coming from the brain, and uh, there's some wiring problem uh, that's creating the problem. So uh, that that's that that type of tremor is not anxiety. That is a physical problem. It's a physical problem in the wiring of the of of the, of the brain. <clears throat> but as we get older, uh, there are other conditions that can cause tremors uh, besides this benign essential tremor. A benign essential tremor can present at any age. It can present even later in life. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a fine tremor. 
and you you know you you can and and uh, and can happen on one side of the hand one one hand or it can happen on both hands it can it affect the lips as well the tongue and the lips <clears throat> but uh, as you get older you can get other conditions like like you mentioned like Parkinson's disease uh, and that tremor is a much more <clears throat> coarser tremor. Uh, it's uh, it's what you call a pill rolling tremor. Uh, you know, like how you roll a pin, like how you make a pill. You know, in the olden days, they didn't have machines to make pills. <clears throat> they used to make pills with hand with the hands. They used to roll it between the thumb and the and the index finger. So it's like rolling a ball between your thumb and your index finger. So that motion of 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 moving your thumb and your forefinger over each other is a pill rolling movement. That's a typical sign of Parkinson's disease. Uh, so uh, that's one of the. It's not the. It's it's not. Sometimes they don't present like that. Sometimes they present with just just a tremor uh, of the of the whole hand of all the fingers. Uh, and of course, the other thing that happens uh, with Parkinson's disease is that the steps become shorter. Uh, instead of taking long steps, the, the, shop, the steps become shorter. So there are other features in the body uh, that present themselves, um, which which indicate to you that look, this is not benign essential tremor. This is uh, something more than that. It's most likely Parkinson's disease that creates that's creating the problem. Then of course there are other um, neurological problems that can also present with tremor, although they are a bit rare. And we won't mention them. They just confuse everyone. Uh, these are the two common ones that present with with a tremor. Uh, of course, we must remember uh, that the tremor can also be caused by some medications, and we need to be uh, aware of that. And, and uh, we need to make sure that this, the medications, some medications, are not causing the tremor. And these medications are, and it can be cold, cold and flu uh, medications like pseudoephedrine or pseudofed, uh, pseudoephedrine tablets or uh, ep you know these are these are tablets that um, that, that dry your nose, uh, but they also cause that they can cause you to get a bit of a tremor. And of course, there are other medications that elderly people take uh, that can cause them to have a tremor. So that's another another reason why uh, tremors occur in the elderly people. Uh, but you know you need that you need to go into the history and and find out exactly what kind of tremor it is and when it occurs. Then, uh, doctor, you find those uh, very fortunate people, cool, calm, collected when they walk to, you know, they are like carefree. Uh, they don't care about anything and nothing affects them because uh, they're in constant, uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, contact with the creator, making zikrul and so forth. How fortunate they are. And, you know, uh, perhaps uh, has any study been done on people like this uh, who don't succumb to anxiety attacks, uh, doc? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think any, any study has been done done on them. But uh, uh, what what it means that this the first people who are like that are very well balanced people, uh, and uh, they they have grown up very well. They had a good home environment. Uh, their parents were very good. Uh, their, their parents were also well balanced people. So they grew up in an environment uh, where uh, you know there was peace and quiet, and there was uh, uh, you know there was no excitement. Uh, no drama in the family. Uh, drama is a very, very bad thing for 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 children. Drama in the family is very bad thing for the children. Uh, you know, you know, like so if something is going to happen, say now what? What is going to happen now? Uh, you know, it's, and then they go on to a, a situation where they try and um, 
uh, extend that and 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 say, are we going to have to lose the house? Are we going to have to move? We are we going to move? Uh, uh, you know, can we afford it? Uh, how far do we have to go? Uh, we don't have we don't have a reliable car. See, the child the child is assimilating all this. We don't realize it, but the child is taking all this in, and the child is is is, is also becoming uh, you know growing up in an environment uh, where. Uh, it's not it's not a relaxed environment. So all this, you know, you know, as you said earlier, we have to be very careful how we speak in front of children because children's minds work differently. So if the child grows up in a family which is very well balanced and very uh, very easy going family, and they don't there's no drama in the family, uh, then they grow up like that. Uh, so it, it, the, the anxiety doesn't bother them because they know that they will get anxious at times, like. Uh, uh, because when they get when they do get anxious, their parents will tell them, "Look, you know, you're getting anxious because of the exams." So they 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 put they 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 put the anxiety in relation to in relation to what's happening to them, and uh, the parents will tell them, "Look, don't worry, man. It's, it's just your exams that's bothering you." After the exam, your anxiety will be gone, and after the exam, the anxiety is gone. So the child gets reinforced uh, in in his mind that you know. Uh, yes, it was anxiety caused by the, by the exams. Now the exams are over, and my anxiety is gone. So they learn like that, and as they learn like that, they know now in life they will get anxious, and the anxiety will go away after the episode is over, whatever it is that's creating the problem. So they are in control of themselves, and and that's the main word. That's a, that's the main thing. They are in control of their lives, uh, and and usually these people have a very healthy relationship with people around them. And people love them because they are calm and they're, they're, they're easygoing and they respect other people and they don't, they don't pass their, um, their bad things on to other people. They are not negative people. They are positive people. And uh, these are the people that make a lot of friends. And uh, they, they keep away from people who create anxiety in them. Uh, and and so, uh, so they, because they know it bothers them, uh, so they keep away from them so because they don't want to disrupt their own inner peace and inner tranquility. So uh, there, there, are, there, are, there are many, many people like this. Uh, we just need to sort them out. And these are the people who, are, who can develop spirituality to a very high extent uh, because they, they bother, can be done in a very peaceful, uh, serene atmosphere. Looking at a messenger from uh, Afzal, he says, Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Farooq Hafiji, Shafat Ahmed Khan, and uh, Marka Sahaba. Zakallah khair for giving us this uh, program and give my salams to Mufti A.K. Hussain. Also, uh, Dr., uh, my problem is uh, that I, at school, not only me, but my colleagues are feeling uh, this uh, anxiety attack all the time. Uh, students are not like how they were yesterday. Today, they dictate to us, some bring weapons to school, and every day is a challenge. We don't know whether we will leave school alive or being attacked by the students. I want to know, doctor, uh, after giving you my scenario, is anxiety attacks a serious thing and can I end off with a heart attack? Doctor, how do you respond to uh, uh, Afzal? No, yes, anxiety hasn't killed anybody. Uh, and it's just a feeling that you get that you you, you are going to, uh, you are, you know, it's, it's, and if you, if you get the feeling that you are going to die with the anxiety attack, that means you're getting panic attacks. That's called panic attacks. And that's not very good. It's not a very good situation. They really need treatment for that. Uh, but you see, uh, what's going on in this world at the moment with, uh, with the millennials? Millennials are people, are people who are born uh, after 1984. 
Uh, and I think uh, Generation Z is a, is a generation that's born after uh, 2020, I think it is. Uh, so these are about 20 year old, 22 years old young people. Uh, and they are confronted with many, many issues which are creating anxiety in them. And we are finding high incidence of anxiety in these young people, uh, very high incidence of anxiety in these young people. Uh, and they're having diff great difficulty coping with life. Uh, and uh, what, what you would call streetwise, uh, they, they, will, they, they are not streetwise. Uh, they, are, they are usually children who are very well sheltered by, by their parents, away from uh, all the bad things that are, that are happening. Uh, and they, are not, uh, they haven't experienced any, uh, 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 any upheaval in their life. They don't walk in the streets. Uh, they go in the car. They go from one place to another place, go in the car. They're always guarded. They're always uh, uh, protected. They always go with other people. So they haven't experienced street life. They haven't experienced uh, how to cope with street life. They don't, you know, so they, they, they generalize and they think everybody is bad and everybody is like that. And, and, and at any time when they walk in the streets, somebody is going to stab them. Uh, but it's not like that. Yeah, of course, it's not like that. So how do you know that? You, walk, you can walk in the street. Mm. Uh, you have to be careful. You, can, you, can, you, can, you have to be careful because you can get mugged in Durban uh, and in Joburg as well. Uh, and in Cape Town as well, if you go to the wrong places, any 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 place in South Africa, uh, the the chances of you getting robbed when you are in a crowd is very high. Uh, and but you need to be you need to take precautions and you need to say that look you know this this may happen so you don't go around with the, with the, with, the, with any jewelry on you and with a bag with a bag that looks uh, very nice as if uh, there's some good stuff in there uh, and uh, you know with, with the, uh, whatever uh, a nice coat and that kind of thing because. Your, people's eyes will be on that, and and you and the criminals will pick you out. So you, you learn that as time goes on. That's being streetwise, uh, but uh, a lot of these children are not streetwise. They don't know how to how to do it uh, because their parents have been protecting them all the time, uh, and and so it it creates anxiety when they go into a society. In a society generally, it creates anxiety in them. Uh, even the thought of going creates anxiety in them. So we 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 know now now that. Uh, these young people uh, are, are growing up with a great deal of anxiety, and uh, a lot of them are on medication and uh, to try and help them cope with it because they are going through uh, whatever they're doing. They're, they're going through, uh, uh, you know, their, their, their tertiary education, or they're going through high school. They're going to tertiary education, or they may be in a in a in a madrasa or a darul room. Uh, they're also suffering from anxiety, and uh, but uh, you know so. You know they need help, and and they need to um, uh, they need to express themselves and and try and uh, give you know they need they need the self esteem to be improved. Uh, they need to be uh, more confident, uh, and that will take the anxiety away. Inshallah. Yeah, doctor, we'll make this our last. This is my thought that's coming uh, from me. You know, um, I believe that outside of our our brains, our digestive system contains uh, the second largest number of nerves in our body, doctor. And uh, some sci uh, scientists even call your gut your second brain. I mean, how does that uh, affect us in our anxiety and uh, maybe nausea or you know the gastro problems that we have? And uh, you know, Nabi, Nabi Sallallahu said, uh, you know, the problem starts from your gut. Talk to us about that phenomena, doc. Uh, we have a nerve uh, from the brain going directly to the stomach. It's called the vagus nerve. 
it goes from the brain all the way down along your gullet, right down to your stomach and, and into your intestine. That's a vagus nerve. We have a direct connection. Our bowel has a direct connection with the brain. Absolutely, direct connection with the brain. Therefore, when you get very anxious, you feel nauseous. Some people, when they get very anxious, they get diarrhea. Some people, when they get very anxious, they, they get stomach cramps. This is all connected. It's all connected because of that vagus nerve. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and, and, of course, that nerve is responsible for the production of, of gastric juices as well. Uh, so, you know, when you get anxious, you, your stomach starts producing more gastric juices because of that nerve. So we have definitely, we have a direct, uh, direct connection, um, a physical direct connection from the brain to our, to our, to our stomach and our bowel. Uh, and it does, uh, it, it does uh, interfere. Uh, and the first, one of the first physical symptoms that you will feel when you become anxious will be stomach symptoms. So uh, yeah, that may be a, an, an indication that, uh, uh, that, you know, you may be becoming anxious that it's creating a problem uh, because your stomach is bloating and your stomach is, is, is uh, getting pain. Uh, and uh, you, may, you may be getting diarrhea and you may be getting intermittent diarrhea and constipation. One day diarrhea, one day constipation. And, and so... Uh, that that that's a pointer that you may be suffering from anxiety as well. That's that's, that's creating the problem. Mashallah, they indeed, uh, doctor. Your parting words uh, this evening? Yeah, I think we need to, as parents, we need to be always aware uh, that uh, we need to bring our children up in an environment of peace and tranquility. And that you know, our dean is such such a beautiful dean. Our, our, you know, it has all the ingredients to make us peaceful and to make us not worry too much because Allah Ta'ala is taking care of us. Why should we worry when Allah Ta'ala says that He is taking care of us and whatever happens to us is by His decree and whatever doesn't happen to us is by His decree. So we are not in control of our lives. Uh, he's, Allah Ta'ala is in control of our lives. So let go and if we just let go and just do the things that we need to do, we need to do just calm down and and bring Dean into our families, and bring Dean into our homes, and 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 experience that that calmness in the house, uh, that tranquility in the house. No fighting, no swearing, no harsh words to anybody. And you'll find that your children will grow up in that environment, and they will become they will become adults like you, and they will enjoy life just like how you're enjoying life. And that's how. That's what we should be doing, and and that's our main aim. So that we need, and and in that way, we will minimize the children who are growing up with anxiety. Will really minimize that that and make their life very comfortable as they as they become adults and as they become more responsible citizens. Wise word indeed, uh, Doctor, and you have a mashallah beautiful evening ahead. Always a pleasure having you. Inshallah, we'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan and inshallah we will continue after that.